This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hey everyone, this is Stevie Richards. Welcome to the SmackDown Review. A little bit different. Ben Hameen is not here. He is on assignment this week, so I took over the hosting duties, and that gives me what Vince McMahon refers to as creative liberty. So I'm going to do this week's SmackDown Review in full Stevie Richards wrestling analysis and breakdown style. I want to give you some ratings news. I was looking over there before we started recording. Uh, they were slightly down this week. 2.115 million viewers, down from 2.55 and some change when they had The Rock. So a little bit of a drop-off. But they do have John Cena. They do have a thread. And they ended this show with two things that I think they never really do on either show or in wrestling in general. A cliffhanger and heave. So the heels got over in the end, left Cena laying. We're going to look at that segment in this SmackDown review and also, we're going to break down and analyze a couple of the matches. So let's talk about this one here. LWO versus the New Hurt Business with Bobby Lashley. we got the Street Profits. little side note here. We have Montez Ford and Rey Mysterio. My selfish, selfish one is a singles angle, a single storyline, a single series of matches between Montez Ford and Rey Mysterio. Two of the most athletic wrestlers in wrestling history. So... Let's take a look here. I enjoy seeing both of these guys work. And with each other, it's going to be amazing watching. Look at that right there. Jimmy Snuka, backwards leapfrog. And Ray, man, hell, the height he got on that is just amazing. He rocked Montez Ford. Little shot for Dawkins right there. Amazing low bridge right there. Dawkins is there, kicks him. And you expect him to do the splash here. So he's going to do that splash to the outside. But... Lashley's there for a reason. Let's take a look at it right here. I don't know how even if he hits the splash, how he doesn't knock the wind out of him. Oh, out of himself. That has to hurt. Actually, it was uh, Dawkins that moved him out of the way. So the psychology here, I missed that. I thought it was Lashley. The psychology, Dawkins got bipped off the apron and got hit off the apron, which put him in position to pull Mysterio. Now, the thing I kind of don't agree with I'm not sure how Mysterio was provoked by Dawkins. If he hit Dawkins first, then he kind of deserves what he gets when, when Dawkins moves him out of the way. So just a little point there. There's Lashley. Escobar gets knocked down right there by Dawkins. A little bromance right there between Dawkins and Lashley. And here we go. We're going to get towards the finish right here. Dawkins and Mysterio. Nice. Right into the DDT. And we're going to go right here, and we're going to set up the 619. Ray, I have to tell you, my God, he still wrestles the same exact way. Nice move by Dawkins. Sky high. One, two, saved by Escobar right there. Here comes Ford into the ring. Very nice stuff right there. Nice way to snatch him. Throws him out. Oh, rough bump on the outside. Nice. Nice shot on Escobar. Nice punch. punch. Dawkins has some really nice punches. Backdrop on the Mysterio onto Ford. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. This, these teams have great chemistry right here. Great chemistry. There's Dawkins being held back by the referee. Here's the point in the heave right here. Lashley choke slam the Ray. Now, this is a very important part of the match psychologically for storyline's sake. 
And after this match, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit, because the Street Profits did not capitalize and take advantage of what Lashley just did, he wants all the watches, the suits, everything he gave them to become the new Hurt business. He wants it back. So there's some consequences, some kind of cross-stream storylines here between these two teams. Now Lashley with his own team to see where that goes. But here we go. Dawkins is, they're sort of still like baby faces. They're not sure if they want to go that far, cross that Rubicon and become heels. So he just kind of picks them up goes for a wrestling move instead of pinning him, and then Ray gets the pin on Dawkins. Really, really great storytelling here all around. They won, and Lashley is going to walk out on the Hurt Business from here. The look right here says it all. The look backstage in the backstage segment says it all as well. Really great stuff. SmackDown, I have to say, SmackDown has been the much better show compared to Raw. Is it the two hours versus the three? Maybe, but you got a ton of talent on the roster, even after all the cuts, which we're going to talk about, I'm sure, with Vince Russo on the Raw Review and Master Shoot Theater, so please stay tuned for that. But this was an excellent segment all around, furthered all the storylines, and we still have Escobar versus Ray for the United States title. So tons of stuff. You like seeing stuff interwoven universes kind of getting together, crossing streams, as I said before, and then branching off into their own storylines where everybody can advance. Really good stuff from everybody involved, including Lashley being the manager role, which is kind of, I don't know if he's hurt or what, but to have the manager role, be able to heal injuries, I guess, but he's doing really great character work, as Ben would say, in this storyline. So this next match is the women's title match. I believe it was for the title. I wasn't sure they weren't making it very clear but Sky versus Asuka with this. Once again, this is a really good match. SmackDown is doing a great job showcasing these talents and also the timing, the, the amount of time these matches take up or more importantly, don't take up. It's kind of more, a little bit more like crash TV in a way from the attitude era. It felt like the pacing. Once again, I don't know if it's two hours versus three that just makes it seem like SmackDown is a much faster paced show. So let's go through this because... The way these girls work each other is very much like that. The springboard drop kick is right up there with AJ Styles with the height she got, the balance, that kick there, it, just a little odd there. But if you can uh, frame that in a psychological sense, here's another drop kick right there. So my, my only critique of that would be that you literally hit a drop kick and then you hit some kick that looked like it just could have knocked her teeth out for her to just get up and take another drop kick. This is where... The psychology sometimes is just lost, and it's just what looks cool, what can we do that looks good. But I'm not taking away the athleticism from these two girls, but at the same time, it's too much that's unnecessary. You don't need to do two drop kicks. If she had hit that kick and then the springboard drop kick, it would have made more sense. But they're working very hard to do this. This is an excellent spot right here. And actually, once again, I believe with the superplex coming up next, the smack to the face, though, obviously uh, fires Asuka up to do the Kawada kick. So here she goes doing Kawada kicks there. Psychologically, it makes sense, but in the same vein, you could say it doesn't, meaning that it was enough unless she climbed up and put her leg up there. You could literally have her knocked out, take your time with the superplex. So 
it makes sense in that regard. I get that. But then again, she should be completely knocked out from legitimately getting kicked. Now, this right here, this superplex is right up there with the Bret Hart superplex. Perfectly executed. This, this here was done very, very well. I'm going to back it up here so you can see the way she did this, right? Just like Bret Hart. Those feet are still there on the rope. And they both land flat. Now, she did let go of her. So there was two separate bumps there. I don't know if I agree with that. But still, she was able to clear. I just would rather have them hold on to each other and both take that flat bump together right there and hold each other's necks so nobody gets, you know, the, the mat biting them up in the back of their neck or head. So that's the only, uh, the only critique or constructive criticism I will give them. Let's play it straight through. Very good sell by both. And here we go with a cover here. You can see the background, the production crew doing a great job here. Nice false finish off of that. And she's keeping her shoulder up even though she's laying her. That drop kick was incredible. What an incredible drop kick right there. Once again, she's got great athleticism. You just need to place it in the right spots to make sense and to make the most out of these moves where some of them could be finishes, but she's just going through the motions of just there's a punch to the face. And is she going for a sunset flip powerbomb? That's pretty dangerous right there. That is pretty dangerous right there. They just sloppy, 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 sloppy. I mean, out of all the other stuff they're doing, here's the finish with the choke out. And there is Bailey trying to put the foot on the rope. It's just kind of working out. There we go. Stuff going on in the outside. And here's the finish. Distracted. Boom. Nice right there. Steps on her stomach and goes up for the moonsault and hits it for the one, two, three. Fans are on their feet. It's incredibly impressive, but too much good stuff. All right, the angle and everything, the thing with uh, Bailey and Charlotte, very good stuff on the outside for the distraction. Very tight finish, but so many unnecessary moves for, say, two springboard drop kicks from the top rope. Another drop kick there that sent Asuka a weak power bomb to the floor. They just need to clean up that kind of mess because the finish was really, really well done, which essentially is all you care about. But at the same time, people get disconnected throughout the match and aren't really paying attention as much to the finish. But this is one of the better women's matches that I've seen, and also including a little bit of storylines on the outside. Just enough, not overdoing it, but really overdoing the physicality, the moves, and the spots for no reason. A heel kind of acting like a baby face. A heel doing really impressive stuff. It's just, it's kind of like a very much a gray area and kind of gets glossed over a lot. So they worked hard, but I like to see them kind of work less. And less will mean more if you do the right moves at the right time. We're going to get right into it, but I really enjoyed the finish of this match, the timing, the internal clock of all four guys, especially Ridge Holland, who is relatively inexperienced to see him get better, especially since that biggie injury that basically was unnecessary. We can break that down in a what went wrong video. Let me know in the comments what you think, but I want to get into the positives. This match was very good, and it's great to see somebody like Ridge Holland 
really, really get more experience and get more comfortable with what he can do and, more importantly, what he should not do in the ring. So let's uh, play this. Now, there's a bunch of dips in here where they're going for, basically, the heels are going for Grayson Waller's roll-in stunner. I've talked about it before on the YouTube channel. I thought it was just too convoluted. But in this match, in a tag team match, it's really cool how he hits it out of nowhere. Spoiler on that. Let's go right here. Now, this is cool because basically what's happening is he's going for that. And Ridge Holland, he's going for that on Pete Dunne right here. And then Ridge Holland is basically giving him that Monty Brown pounce. Ooh, it's an ugly bump right there in the corner. But it was really cool the way it was set up right there. Now, from there, Grayson Waller is pretty much out. Ridge Holland is going to fire up. And this was very impressive. The crowd reacted great to this. Going right, in, right into the press slam. Great reaction from the fans. I mean, he's a strong dude. And then I like this power slam right here off of that for the false finish. Very nice. Very good stuff. Good reaction. I don't like the NXT. Oh, my God. He can't kick out reaction. But it's, it's good for what it is. But the power that he has right here and then into a safe power slam. This should be this guy's finish. Look at this. Right down in here, stops dead right there, and then he's going to turn him this way and land flat. Really nice way to go into a standing stop into a power slam. Really nice right there. Good false finish, good kick out. Theory still selling. Camera goes on the baby face to give that, I can't believe it right there. Ridge Holland once again in this next spot is going for another kind of drop backbreaker or something, I believe. Austin Theory grabs the eyes and goes for a schoolboy. One, two, and kick out right there. Now I want to talk about that. He kind of out-wrestled me. He was kind of reaching for the eyes. There should have been a few seconds where he gouged those eyes. He was like this, and he saw, oh, he can't see. Now I'm going to schoolboy him and cheat, and even pulling the tights and still getting the kick out. All those things combined would have made for a good heel false finish, but he kind of missed the eyes, went straight for the schoolboy, and Merge Holland didn't have time, shouldn't have sold it, he missed him. But if he did get his eyes, to not know where he's at and swing, and then go and do that schoolboy off that. Here he is going for the A-Town down. He's a strong kid too, and as he does that, slip behind, nice headbutt right there. I think they should have cut this right on impact because you could see it misses. But if they cut the camera to the next camera angle, this one right here, they would have they would have got that. Or if Austin Theory had long hair, that's why a lot of wrestlers have the long hair so they can take stuff like that and make it look like they got it right on the chin. And he bounces off. Alabama slam right here. Nicely done. Another cover. One two, kick out. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Nice up kick there. Going for the Boston Crab. This, this took a little bit longer than it should have because outside, Pete Dunn and Grayson Waller are going to have a spot that the camera is going to cut to. I would have cut to the camera immediately once he went for the Boston Crab and hooked the legs, cut outside because it's just the camera is too much on there, but obviously Grayson Waller and Pete Dunn are not ready to be featured in the other part of the finish right here. So as he's doing this, he's turning them over, 
it would have been more sudden. See, that's a good face right there. But it would have been more sudden. He's in it way too long right now. Now Pete Dunn, as Grayson Waller is trying to make the save, has him in a sleeper. He's in the Boston Crab way too long. And there we go right there. Now this is the part of finish I really, really liked. I really liked this part right here where he did roll in and get him with that. Unfortunately, this Boston Crab has been kind of buried because Austin Theory, now he's going for the tap right here. Austin Theory has been in it way, way, way too long, at least on camera. He could have been in it all this time as this stuff over here was going on. That way, this looks way more sudden. Nice finish right there. Nice finish. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to break this down right here. He goes and hits him with the A-Town down, and then one, two, three. Okay, here's what I think. This is just splitting hairs right here, but there's a thing that happens now, and it shouldn't happen with heels. Baby faces is one thing. With heels, he came in. Grace Mahler came in, hit the stunner off of this, hit the stunner. This should have been the cover. He should have bumped off that. Instead, another move, and you might think, well, it makes the baby face look strong. No, the fact that the damage was really done by Grayson Waller makes the team a heel team. Why they had to go for the finish and win clean, so to say, that just kind of disconnected, at least with me. I would have had the stunner and had him, and if you wanted to roll him up, if he's standing there and kind of stunned, Roll him up off that, then pull the tights because you're schoolboying him a second time. One, two, three, or he takes the bump off the stunner and you just dead crawl over and do that while selling your back from the Boston crap. Let's see if he sells this. Not really. We didn't, we didn't have that much left on there. I don't think he sold his back getting up or not even be able to get up and having Grayson Waller help him do his feet and still sell his back because he was legitimately in the Boston Crab, way, way too long. So just little split. If they came back backstage through a gorilla and asked me what they thought, I would have told them to cut that part out. Just had off the stunner, the rolling stunner, which now has a tag team completely. There's a 180, as far as my opinion. It completely makes sense now to have that out of nowhere. In a singles match, like I said, it just looks convoluted, backing up, running, rolling in, hitting the stunner, Kind of cool. If you want to do it from a corner, that's one thing. But going all the way to the outside and then rolling back in. But in this, it comes out of nowhere as the baby face has a hold. I really like that as a finish. And I like these two guys as a heel tag team. They really weren't doing much with them individually lately. Now as a tag team, hopefully they'll both be able to be pushed. And I think they're going to end up winning the tag belts eventually. So Good deal. So here is the final segment of SmackDown, and this was done incredibly well. We thought we were going to get a tag match. AJ Styles, John Cena versus the Bloodline, Jimmy Uso, and Solo. However, they attacked AJ backstage, and he did it in such a creative way. Big, big, big thumbs up to the production team. You did an amazing job covering up that amazing splash on AJ after they threw him over the boxes. Another company might have just, well, let's just do the splash on the floor. Both guys get hurt. It's just, it's just a video game. That, that company is based out of Jacksonville, if you know what I'm talking about. But I want to stick to the positives here. I want to talk about this. Cena, as the babyface, even though his partner got stretchered out on an ambulance, is still going to take on both heels 
as a babyface. This is classic babyface 101 in wrestling. Here he comes, House of Fire. He's going to start firing up and beating both guys up until it comes to the point when he gets to a point of giving the finish. By the way, this shoulder block's incredible right there. And he looks like he's going to go for the five-knuckle shuffle after this suplex. Here comes Solo into the ring after he takes the shirt off. Big pop from the crowd. And he's going to try to hit the AA. Jimmy comes up, hits the super kick. Now we're going to get heat on John Cena. And I'm saying to myself here, please, please, please don't have AJ run out or have the ambulance. It would have been cool if that happened. But I want to end the show with heat. I want to end the show with a cliffhanger. And both of these things are about to happen. It's almost an uncomfortable amount of heat on the baby face. That's how you know you're getting some real heat. You're taking your time. You're picking at the bones. And now Jimmy's going up there. He's going to do the splash. Just looks, just story here, everything, even without sound. You can tell what's going on. Jimmy looking down at the referee. She's telling him not to do it. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, I am going to do something. I'm going to go up to the top. He's going to hit him with another spike, I think, after the stomps. Let's see. And another spike. Yep. Let's play it through. Spike right there. Setting right up for the splash. So that's what a heel does. You do way too much to the baby face. Too much violence. Unnecessary violence. Just trying to end the guy's career. That's good heat right here. Look at Jimmy, the face. Jimmy's really coming into his own as a heel right here. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good camera shot by production. Nice splash. Hope he's wearing knee pads because that hurts. Oh, he sells a little bit of the splash. Cena's selling. They're looking over him. Excellent, excellent end to SmackDown with heat. With heat. Cliffhanger. With heat. Excellent stuff. Like I said before, I said it twice. I'll say it a third time. SmackDown is the far superior show to Raw. They got The Rock's return. They got Cena on multiple weeks. They have stuff going on. They have a storyline. I don't know if they have separate creative teams, separate teams all together, even with production and stuff, but Raw needs to catch up to SmackDown. And that's about it for this SmackDown review. Hope you guys enjoy a little bit different of a twist on the SmackDown review. Remember to subscribe, catch the Raw review, catch the Master Shoot Theater, myself, Ben Hameen, and of course, Vince Russo. I am young writer, Vince Russo is Deuce, and of course, the great Ben Hameen is Vince McMahon, and sometimes with the mustache, Rince McMahon. So check out all that stuff at russosbrand.com. Also, if you want to see more breakdown and analysis videos, go to my YouTube channel, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. Also, I'm saying it quick, my Philly accent, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis, and also our Patreon, almost up to 300 Patreon supporters, thank you so much for the support. Patreon.com forward slash Stevie Richards. Most importantly, God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day.